Welcome to the 21st episode of the 1796 Podcast, a monthly podcast that features exclusive interviews and in-depth news about the Tennessee National Guard and the Tennessee Military Department. The 1796 Podcast is produced every month by the Airmen and Soldiers of the Tennessee National Guard Joint Public Affairs Office. I'm Lieutenant Colonel Malone. I'm Master Sergeant Ham, And I'm Captain Hall, your co-hosts of the 1796 Podcast. On this special episode, we turn our microphones to Lieutenant Colonel Malone, who, after 33 years of faithful service to the United States Air Force, is retiring. Now we go straight to the interview with Lieutenant Colonel Marty Malone. Well, we are honored today to be able to interview our very own Lieutenant Colonel Marty Malone as he prepares for his retirement over the past year you have had the privilege of listening to him uh, as a co-host of the 1796 podcast, and we now have the chance to turn the microphone and get questions asked of him. So, Colonel Malone, thank you for joining the 1796 podcast. I'm honored to be here. Thanks for having me. I got to say, this is a little odd. <laughs> well, Sergeant Ham and I look forward to this interview. We've been looking uh, looking forward to it for a long time. Sergeant Ham. Yes, sir. Um, so... As you normally do, we're going to ask the first question right out of the gate. How did you get here? Yep. Tell us your story. Sure. So uh, I li- almost literally grew up in the Tennessee National Guard. My dad was a full-time chief, uh, master sergeant, Air National Guard in the 241st EI Squadron in Chattanooga, Tennessee. So um, I knew about it my whole life. Uh, and I was always military interested, part, probably because of him and partly because you know, sometimes people are just wired that way. And I think I was a little wired that way. So I was 17, still a senior in high school. And I swore in at my first uh, drill weekend and uh, went to drills for a few months, went to basic training in August of 1990, almost the exact same day that Saddam Hussein invaded Kuwait. So that was weird, right? All of a sudden you're in a military that's or, or come, later that fall, I was in a military that was at war, which hadn't happened all through the Cold War. So that was interesting. Um, but uh, came after basic training in tech school, came back to the 241st. I was enlisted until 1999. I went to college, went to graduate school, became a teacher, commissioned in 99, um, was commissioned for a little while, still teaching. I deployed to Iraq in 2004. While I was there, uh, a full-time job came available, so I applied via fax machine from Iraq. <laughs> And uh, I got the job, so I was the full-time detachment commander at the 241st, where my dad had been for years. He was retired at this point. Um, And uh, did that up until uh, 2016. I deployed. And after I got back in 2016, uh, the general came to me and said, we're moving you to Nashville. I said, yes, sir. (laughs) Saluted smartly. And uh, then for four years, I was the wing exec at the 118th Wing. And then, as you know, for the last two and a half years, a little more, I've been at headquarters doing public affairs and joint staff stuff. And podcasts. And podcasts, (laughs) indeed. So, Colonel Malone, what was it like to be able to share that experience with your dad? I'm sure what a a special time and what a special uh, shared experience that you have. Yeah, no doubt. So, for five years, um, we drilled together. Uh, so he was the workload controller. So he was sending the teams out on jobs wherever the, you know he managed all the, the work days and the monies and all that kind of stuff. So he was 
kind of sending the teams out from the engineering installation squadron, installing permanent communications. So uh, I rode to drill with him. I still lived at home, so I rode to drill with him most of the time. Funny thing, the drill after he retired, I was late. <laughs> I mean, had to be, right? Yeah. Of course. Uh, but it was great. It, it's, uh, you know, I've always respected him and his service. He did it for such a very long time. Um, it's all I remembered, right? And all the, even pictures, um, there's pictures of me as a one, two, three-year-old wearing his coat, and, you know, his military coat and things like that. So um, that, it's great to get to serve with him. And that probably resonates with so many people in our audience because the, the National Guard is such a family. And there are so many people that we all know whose parents have also served. So it's a really, really unique Tennessee National Guard experience. It is indeed. You could... Talking public affairs, you can go back and look at the Tennessee National Guard, Tennessee Military Department Facebook pages on Father's Day, right, where we put, where they, fathers and sons serve together. Mother's Day, where mothers and daughters and mothers and sons serve together. So, yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. So, um, we're going to shift gears just a little bit. 30, how many years? 33 years in the military. Yep. I'd just be curious to know, can you describe for me one of your best memories in the last 33 years? Yeah. Like everybody says, there's so many. Uh, getting to work with all the different people. Uh, you guys, culminating with you guys, appreciate it very much. But uh, here at the 241st, at the 118th Wing, worked with a lot of great people. Um, deployments were interesting, you know, sometimes uh, challenging. You know, if the events of the world were sporty, sometimes it wasn't so fun. Lots of incoming and things like that. But uh, you, you work through it and you're better for it. Um, I got to do some really cool things. I, I I was in charge of moving a display aircraft twice from one place to another. That's kind of unique. The building we're sitting in, I helped. I was on the design team to help design it from a blank piece of paper. That's pretty cool. Uh, I was in. Unfortunately, I was in Chattanooga the day of the Naval Reserve attack. We ended up hosting the Navy Reserve and the Marines and um, coordinating the vice president coming in for the memorial service. What a great experience. Tragic circumstances, but it's really cool to get to work in that joint environment with all those different people. Um, I got to fly on a helicopter with a Fox News host and a Medal of Honor recipient. As as the as the sun sphere flew, not, well, it was the flight, the drifted past the window of the helicopter, the open door of the helicopter. That's that's some pretty cool stuff. I got a, I got a buddy who's also active duty Army, and we say... You know, some days in the military, you have to embrace the stink, embrace the suck. Some days ain't so bad. That's true. So, you know, that's that's one of the things I think the military prepares people for after the military career is the diversity of experiences and solving problems, no matter what the set of circumstances are. So, can you can you give us an example of one of the problems that you help solve and how you think that has made you made you a better leader? It's I've talked with. As I'm retiring, I've got a new boss that I'm going to have, right? And I was talking to him the other day. Kind of, a lot of times being a military officer, and, and as you rise up in the ranks, it happens more and more. You have to be a generalist, right? You have to learn quickly about things and then learn how to apply it. Is there a an interesting time I've done that? Oh, I, I guess when I moved from here at the 241st, someplace I had been for 27 years, and then all of a sudden, I'm in a wing, and I'm the exec of that wing. Um that was a steep learning curve, but I just jumped in with both feet and really got to learn how the entire wing worked. And that wing has three different mission sets. They're totally separate from each other, related but separate. 
um, and then coordinating all the events that happen at that wing and meeting all the people that come and go. It was uh, it was fascinating. Did I answer your question? Was that? I think so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Excellent. I'm I'm really interested to know, and and probably a lot like your last uh, couple of answers. There are many, mm-hmm. but. Um, the, the question that's on my mind right now is, did you have a specific mentor in the military that you uh, really gleaned from? Who was it, and why was it special? Yeah, there were many. And actually, if I may twist your question a little bit, I was a great you example may. of not having a mentor Okay. Um, at one point. I, I, I got this certain job, and I don't, I don't want to drag anybody through the mud or say anything negative but most of those people are gone I, I got i got this job i got this new full-time job at this place in chattanooga away from all the state leadership and everybody and all of a sudden i was the guy and i didn't really have a person to lean on and i think that just speaks to how important it is to if you don't have one find one get one and i and i did get them the, the people that i worked with day in day out i had some senior listed people that were phenomenal uh, so i i did find that mentor i, I got them but uh it probably didn't come from where it should have yeah well and a lot of people don't realize you can have uh mentors from enlisted side as well people who don't have as much rank as you absolutely you can learn from everyone absolutely and that's the great thing about the military you can you can catch that kind of stuff from all sides um my dad the chief (laughs) used to talk about lieutenants right right uh not afraid to set them right and then call them sir when you're done right exactly (laughs) so what do you think you're going to miss the most? Yeah, that camaraderie and teamwork and the people. Uh, and, and absolutely, that's that's number one. I guess too, being in the public affairs office and, and being in the positions I've been in, I was always involved in really unique events and happenings. Um, anytime the president would come to Barry Field, I would help with that, or the vice president, or any of those distinguished visitors were coming through uh, being in public affairs when the great big the, the governor's inauguration and changes of command and and you're involved yeah. you're involved in important events sometimes international events national events state events i think having your fingers in those things is what i'm going to miss the most yeah yeah so colonel malone you've had the privilege of being the co-host of the 1796 podcast, we have had the opportunity to interview some really phenomenal guests. Give me, give me uh, your take on some of the the most special interviews you've yeah. had so far. Uh, you are absolutely right. This has been so fun, and I have got to sit down. We have got to sit down with some phenomenal people. Every interview has been great for a different reason. One of the first ones we did with General Cawthon as he was getting ready to retire, and he recapped his career. So great. Um, I think one of my favorites, I'll give you some, can I give you a few, sure, please? Of course. Uh, when we sat down with General Richardson, uh, commander of Air Force Material Command, you and I sat down with him in the Medal of Honor Heritage Center here in Chattanooga, Tennessee, with an audience. I mean, that was great, and he was so sharp. Uh, right before that, I had introduced Colonel Laz Gordon, the commander of Arnold Engineering Development Complex. What a sharp individual so smart and so well-spoken and he was just off the charts and then in that same window of time at that point in time we had so much content i don't know if you remember we released extra episodes so i also went up to clarksville and interviewed the garrison commander and the garrison command sergeant major again super sharp individuals and that sergeant major finished first 
and second in the ranger competition and walk the tomb of the unknown soldier and he just the way he talked about that stuff was really great to hear from him all of those have been wonderful uh, I, but last month um the Mogadishu anniversary and Mess Sergeant Jay Survey, who I've known for a while, but I never got to hear his story. It was so good. We laughed, we cried, uh, we got to tell the story and get the information out there that if you need mental well-being, seek for it. You yeah. know, this is part of the power, I think, of public affairs and, and the power of uh, platforms like like the podcast to be able to share stories that people never hear and be able to tell the Army and the Air Force story as as Tennessee National Guard. Indeed, yeah. What are your plans moving forward, sir? I am going to be working for Veritas Classical Schools. It is a uh, college model, Christian classical education. So uh, our kids come to campus two days a week. Um, Thursday, they get Bible history, logic, reading, writing, grammar, literature. We call that the Humanities Day. They leave with an assignment sheet that drives what they do before they come back the next Thursday. We also offer Tuesday, which is a little more a la carte. It's um, math, science, and electives like foreign language and art. And they leave with their assignment sheets that drive what they do before they come back the next Tuesday. So I'm going to be teaching a class. Actually, I've already started. I'm going to be teaching some science classes, and I'm going to be doing administration stuff for the Chattanooga campus and for the organization as a whole. There are campuses across the nation, mostly centered in the southeast, and I'm going to be trying to grow campuses as well. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to doing that. That sounds like a great opportunity. Uh, well, Colonel Malone, we, we want to end the interview with the question that we ask every guest on the 1796 podcast. If you have one piece of leadership advice for our audience, what would it be? I, I always tell junior people that I have with me, or not, if, you know, if they ask or if I get a chance to mentor them a little bit, I say the most important job is the one you have right now. You do it to the best of your ability Whatever comes next will take care of itself, right? Because people will see that. People will see what you're doing, seeing that you're doing a good job. The reward for good work is good is more good work, right? So and that may lead to the next position and the next job and that next promotion. So uh, I always start there. And there's other pieces of advice that follow on and come after that. But that's usually where I start. Well, Lieutenant Colonel Marty Malone, thank you for your service. Thank you for your work in the Public Affairs Office. It has been a pleasure to co-host this podcast with you. And uh, on behalf of the entire team, thank you. Thank you very thank much. You, I sir. appreciate it. Thank you. And for the last time, this is Lieutenant Colonel Malone saying thank you for listening to the 1796 podcast. If you like what you heard, please consider subscribing, sharing this episode with friends, and giving us a five-star review. The 1796 Podcast is produced by the Airmen and Soldiers of the Tennessee National Guard Joint Public Affairs Office. For more information, please visit www.tn.gov military.